0: Money FM 89.3. Best of drive time. Budget Preview 2023. Brought to you by KPMG, taking Singapore forward to its lasting paths. Money FM 89.3. It is drive time with Elliot Danker, Timothy Cohen, Tian Tian. Time now for our budget preview where Deputy Prime Minister Lawrence Wong said in a Facebook post earlier today that this year's budget theme will be moving forward in a new era. It's all about how Singapore will secure its prospects in this troubled world we live in.
1: But as we move away from COVID-19, what can this budget really do to help businesses cope with the ever-evolving business landscape? And how will are providing grants for businesses to cope with GST compliance costs help us either. On the green tech front, what is KPMG recommending to encourage investments in green technologies?
0: Well, in the studio with us this evening is Yong Jia Hao, partner I-8, IGH and Manufacturing Tax KPMG in Singapore. Jia Hao, good evening. How are you?
2: Good evening. I'm feeling great. Thanks for having me here.
0: Pre-Valentine's Day conversation. <laughs> and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what of the focus has to be businesses and how they have had to cope and how they have to cope. Because Absolutely. it's been a bit of a roller coaster ride post COVID nineteen. The whole landscape has evolved. I mean what are your thoughts on this now that we're moving away from COVID nineteen?
2: Yep, a very good question. But I guess before I address how the business landscape has evolved as we move away from COVID nineteen, I think it is worth mentioning that in the past few budgets, the government has thrown out various support schemes to help enterprises that may be struggling from COVID-19. You know, just using last year budget as an example, we had the 500 million jobs and business support package. So basically a lot of the SMEs that were affected by COVID-19 restrictions, such as those in the F&B, retail, tourism and hospitality sectors, they were basically offered cash payout to sustain their businesses. So while most businesses would have already regained their footing, some could still be concerned about possible economic downturn, as we are all aware. And they're also concerned about how they can open up new revenue stream at the same time while also cutting costs. So I think all these are also made complicated with the geopolitical headwinds and also the war in Ukraine, etc. So I think it is important that businesses continue to explore innovative strategies and also how, you know, whether there are any new business model available for them to capitalize on opportunities in the sustainability space. Mm. I think that's exactly how the business landscape has evolved. I think businesses in Singapore now have to restructure and transform themselves to be more sustainable. Taking into consideration Singapore's commitment to net zero by 2050. But of course, this time, they need to be ensured that they are future ready for a similar Black Swan event rather than making changes only when a pandemic like, you know, yeah. COVID-19 hits.
1: That is, of course, something we learned as, as small businesses as well that we need to keep evolving and being more resilient with yep, the way exactly. we do things. But the government grants at the beginning of the COVID 19, and which was sustained for a while, did help us a lot.
2: It definitely did. Yeah. And I, I guess that's also the reason why most of the business managed to sustain through this period. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, as we are moving away from the COVID 19 pandemic, and as you can see that, you know, now, you know, basically the COVID 19 measures are going away. Yeah. I think we yeah. can expect that, you know, some of the announcement that will be in, tomorrow's budget probably won't be very much focused on COVID-19 anymore.
1: But now that COVID-19 is almost out of the way for small businesses, we have the issue of the GST (laughs) and many small businesses still asking, can we, should we increase our prices in conjunction Mm -hmm. with Mm -hmm. the GST? I mean, this is in a way confusing to many small businesses and inconvenient as well, because we don't want to raise prices, but we
2: have to. Very good question again. I expected that to come. But I think it's not so much about whether they should be increasing their prices. But I think businesses should actually be worried or be more concerned about whether they are able to, you know, comply with the GST changes, especially when the rate hike is coming, you know, across two years, right? Yeah. So, you know, actually, if the government starts to provide grants for businesses to cope with such uh, the GST compliance costs, it will definitely help the businesses in Singapore. As we know that a lot of businesses are just recovering from the impact of COVID-19, of course, with the great support from the government back then, right? So, against the backdrop of a potential economic slowdown, businesses in Singapore are also cautious in terms of the cost of running their businesses. So, with the rate hike across two years, 7% to 8%, and then 8% to 9%, basically, we expect a lot of GST-registered businesses to have to tweak their accounting system. And they also mm. have to understand the transitional issues when they move from seven yeah. to eight and eight to nine. So I think that's where giving grants to businesses will help them because basically they can go out and seek professional support to help them understand, you know, what is required in terms of the transitional issues.
0: Yeah. Or oh, delay one more year. Happy Valentine's <laughs> Day, you wish. Well, well again, again, you know,
2: in terms of that, right, I think it's important to maybe bring out this point that it's not so much really about the inconveniences yeah. that businesses yeah. should expect, but I think more so, of what that 2% increase in GST actually means for Singapore in the grander scheme of mm-hmm. things. Okay. So, if I can put things in perspective, yeah. right, the 2% increase in GST is actually expected to bring in about 3.5 billion of additional tax revenue in Singapore, which is more than the additional tax revenue to be collected from the combined increase in, you know, the personal tax, mm-hmm. property tax, yeah. and vehicle tax that was introduced back in budget 2022. So, this additional tax revenue can then be used to fund social, environmental, and healthcare needs in Singapore yeah terminal five or so just saying
0: (laughs) but I want to pick up on a point you brought up earlier you talked about how businesses have to look at you know new growth areas raise their capabilities in this sense how can financial support help them what would KPMG
2: be looking at here So I think, as I mentioned earlier, it is important for businesses in Singapore to continue to grow their overseas presence for better access to new markets and opportunities. So one of the things that KPMG is proposing that the government consider is to increase the support level of the Enterprise Development Grant, which is what we call the EDG. And basically, the support can come in terms of the overseas merger and acquisition activities. So currently, the support that is given is only up to 70% for smaller enterprises and up to 50% of the cost for larger enterprises. So we're actually proposing that this get increased up to 90% for the SMEs and up to 70% for the non-SMEs for initial two-year period.
1: Okay, KPMG is also recommending a one-off 10% corporate income tax rebate. How will this help?
2: Again, a very good question, right? And I love all the tax (laughs) questions. Okay, so I guess, you know, in terms of economic uncertainty and a pressing need to contain costs and preserve cash, Any support that the government can give would definitely be of help to businesses in Singapore. And in fact, the corporate income tax rebate is not something that is new to Singapore. And it has been used by the government as far back as 2013 up to 2020. And basically, it was given to help businesses in Singapore to ease their business costs and support their restructuring. So, you know, back in 2013, the corporate income tax rebate was at 30%, subject to a cap of 30,000. So, what KPNJ in in Singapore is proposing this time around is a one off 10% corporate income tax rebate.
0: Okay, but therein is the issue of then you have to have that continued investment in your employees. You have to continue to push them for, I guess, employment opportunities in yep. the local market. It can be a bit of a balancing act. Yeah,
2: well, it is right. I think it is important for businesses to ensure that their employees continuously upskill themselves. That's right, the thing, and yeah. and I think if you follow the trend globally, there is basically a war for talent. Yeah, there is a resource crunch yeah. everywhere. So, you know, instead of just looking outwards, I think it's also important for businesses to start looking inwards, right? To provide training for their employees. Mm. And towards that end, you know, KPMG in Singapore is actually proposing that the government consider an additional hundred percent deduction on training expenses that are incurred by the companies. This can actually be um set out quite similar to the productivity and innovation credit scheme that we had back in YA twenty eighteen, which okay. has since expired. Okay. So you know, by proposing that they actually use similar rules and conditions, it doesn't require the government to reinvent the wheels. Mm-hmm. And yet, you know, we can get companies to spend during a period of economic economic uncertainty to outskill their employees and prepare themselves for the economic upturn that will come subsequently.
1: But in putting the money there for employees, as KBNG proposes, assuming that there are employees who want to be reskilled and to upskill <laughs> again, that is another issue that
2: we are all facing. Well, it is, it is. But you know, if you think about it, at the end of the day, you know, if you want a job. Mm-hmm. right you need to sustain your living you will probably want to make sure that you take on whatever training is available yeah. to outskill yourself if you think about it right the world is changing mm-hmm. we are now talking about automation yeah. right so very soon you can see like you know in the past where we expect a factory which is meant by 100 200 300 of employees with automation with robotics yeah. you know you will go down to maybe 10 20 mm-hmm. so if you don't outskill yourself you are basically going to find yourself out of a job in the near future
0: and right? you might want to prepare also for green technologies as yep, well which is exactly. something that you guys at AKP GMG are also recommending because exactly. that's a
2: whole new
0: arena of jobs creation in that sense.
2: Yep. So you know, sustainability is going to be the next big thing. Yeah. Right. And we want to ensure that we leave behind a world where <laughs> our future generation yeah. can have a proper life. Right. Yeah. So you know, basically, what we are also proposing is to ensure that companies do make investment in green technology. So we are basically proposing, you know, like the government to consider introducing enhanced allowances. Okay. And and this will be applied on a broader range of capital expenditure that may be incurred by companies in relation to energy efficiency and emission reduction solutions. So KPNG in Singapore also believes that the government can explore incentives such as GST rebates and vouchers, which can then be used for individuals and businesses who purchase certified energy efficient appliances. Mm. And of course, you know one of the key things is to make sure that you know with all the whole slew of incentives that the government can roll out, it is important for them to actually consider setting up a one-stop emission reduction portal, which can allow people to go there and retrieve whatever details that they need of the various incentives and the agencies through which such incentives are being administered.
1: How about for large companies, large emitters? How can the government help in getting them to yep. start the change?
2: <laughs> yeah, so... You know, what we believe is that there will be a need for the government to actually engage in close consultations with such large emitters. And this could well include the likes of refineries, chemical plants or industrial manufacturing facilities in Singapore. So it is important for the government to actually have, you know, to understand their energy transition plans, including the specific support that will be required by such players. To actually achieve their transition. And one of the key things to take note of over here is that many of these large companies, they would well be above the Euro 750 million threshold yeah. of the global anti-base erosion rules. So it is important for the government to ensure that any incentive that they offer to them to help them lower their carbon solutions are not negated by the global minimum tax. I'm sure you have heard about it, yeah. um, 15%, and also the domestic top out tax regime that will be implemented by Singapore. Yeah,
0: you know, it would be great with all these incentives and the- then you get a Singapore brand EV since there is that push for (laughs) EV ready estates as well yeah
1: why not and even the police force is getting into EVs according to the news today so hey Hmm. there's incentive right there for you
0: we've been speaking with Yong Tia Hao who is a partner IGH and manufacturing tax KPMG in Singapore Tia appreciate your time this evening take and have a great week ahead hope tomorrow's not gonna be too busy
2: (laughs) well it probably is it probably will be yeah (laughs) thank you guys Budget Preview 2023, brought to you by KPMG. Find
0: out how we can shape a fairer, greener, and more inclusive world at kpmg.com.sg slash budget2023. Budget Preview 2023, brought to you by KPMG. Find out how we can shape a fairer,
1: greener, and more inclusive world at kpmg.com.sg slash budget2023.